Hello there and welcome to the podcast Biblical Question. Today we're going to have a message from Malachi entitled Lost Signal. Malachi would be the last book of the Old Testament. If you would open your Bible and follow along, I would encourage you to do so. After Malachi speaks for God in this short letter here or book, there will be 400 years of silence. You know, I'm not sure if I, it only happens to me or not. But I'll be on my phone having an important conversation with somebody when all of a sudden I'm just talking to myself. There's, there's nothing but silence and the other person's not talking back. Then you look at your phone and you realize you have no bars. You've lost your signal. You know, no matter how advanced cell phones technology claims to be in their ads, it is just flat aggravating sometimes having to deal with drop calls. They always happen at the most inconvenient time. You see, being connected is very important for us. Being connected is important to our God as well. You can see clearly from the beginning of the relationship of God with man, his creation, as he walked in the garden with Adam and Eve. In the mid-1200s, Frederick the Great took 50 babies, and he told the mothers this, You can nurse them, bathe them, and take care of them. However, you cannot speak to them in any way. You cannot have any emotional in reaction with the child. See, Frederick's hope was if you had no connection with the child and the child never heard a language, when it would start to speak, it would be the language of God. His experiment was a great failure because all 50 babies died. The message that Malachi has for his people is that they have lost their connection with God. And it's due to a connection failure between their head and their heart. Why do we as Christians know that we know what we're supposed to do, but we don't do it? Malachi might just have that answer to that question. Our greatest connection to our Creator is really through our worship and prayer time. So, how important should our worship be? Malachi chapter 1 verse 10 says, Oh, that there were one among you who would shut the gates, that you may not use useless kindle fire on my altar. I'm not pleased with you, says the Lord of hosts, nor will I accept an offering from you. What is God really saying here? Pretty stern words from a God in our culture and society that thinks he's an indulgent grandfather. But God accepts any kind of worship. Do you believe that? Well, if you do, you better really reread the verse again. I read this verse and I think to myself, God is saying, lost signal. Or no signal at all. Something has gone so bad that God is refusing to accept any offerings. The voice tone here from the Almighty One can only be one of sadness. Again, Malachi is telling the people of his day, 
you have lost connection with God. And if you know anything at all about the Old Covenant, only a priest from the tribe of Levi could go through the motions of the temple worship being described here. Church, if, if you think a temple priest in the days of Malachi could lose a connection with God, what makes you think that you and I cannot lose our connection as priests under the New Covenant? Why does God say this to Malachi? Well, let's find out. Verse 6. A son honors his father, and a servant his master. Then, um, if I am a father, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is my respect? Says the Lord of hosts to you. O priest, who despised my name, but you say, How have we despised your name? You are presenting defiled food upon my altar, but you say, How have we defiled you? In that you say, The table of the Lord is to be despised. But when you present the blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? And when you present the lame and the sick, is it not evil? Why not offer that to your governor? Would he be pleased with you? Or would he receive you kindly, says the Lord of hosts? But now, will you not entreat God's favor that he may be gracious to us? With such an offering on your part, will he receive any of you kindly, says the Lord of hosts. You say again, it was the responsibility of the priest who offered these sacrifices to make sure the offering was in compliance with what God had asked for in the worship and the offerings to him. I would challenge you to, to go and study the book of Leviticus, and there you'll find more in depth about what the priesthood was all about and the roles they had before God. Because in this podcast, I will only touch on the surface, really only scratch it. The requirements of the offering were, as we just read or heard or did it, there were to be no blemishes of any kind. This type of offering uh, was an expression of one's love, devotion, thankfulness, and obedience to God. Are you and I, are we willing to give God our best today? To look over your flocks and present them as an offering to God? And I realize we're not under the old covenant any longer. But in your offering that you give at church, are you just giving leftovers? Are you begrudgingly giving to God? I mean, in this offering, in this manner, you're saying, well, I believe in God, and I believe God will provide for me. I believe God is, is a God of His Word. Because if it's really your best, you could have used it for personal gain. You maybe could have bought a little better meal for your family or paid off a bill. But when you took it to be offered to God, your expression, your faith in Him. The people in the day of Malachi, they were taking blemished and lame, defected, blind, and other animals that had really no value to them at all. They were not out of anything. There was no sacrificial giving here. 
and the priests were failing to follow the laws of the worship that God had laid out. The priests were allowing the people to, to fail as well. These men have always falsely worshipped as they enter the temple. You know, how does this really happen? How do we, as God's people, get to the place where we lose the signal? How do we get to the point where we don't care what God asks of us anymore? To think that we live under God's covenant and have all the blessings, but we don't have to do everything that God says or anything that God says? Or I can pick and choose the things I want to do? The only thing I can come up with is lost signal. And that lost signal has to be between our head and our heart. Let me try to explain a little further. We can study the Word of God. We can break it down into word studies and come up with all different kinds of stats and the true meaning of each word in the original language. We can even make it biblical trivia. And we can read the Bible and never, ever have a relationship with God. Just like the Jewish leaders of the days of Christ and that of Malachi, they had read the scriptures, but they did not follow the scriptures. They had cut the connection off. The old days, their telephone had a cord on it, and they just took it and cut it. Couldn't talk to anybody if you did that. They had wandered into a dead zone and did not even try to find the lost signal. They had not only lost the signal between them and God, but they also lost the connection in that signal between their head and their heart. Every one of us knows what kind of life that we should be living if we're studying and reading the Word. We all should know right from wrong out of the Scriptures. When we think, I know what's right or wrong based off our own conscience, that's, that's a dangerous area to be heading. We need to base off what God says is right or wrong. The problem is, so many times we find ourselves not doing it. And why is that? Just like the priests knew how they were to offer and what they were to offer for each different sacrifice that was being made, and clearly the priests did not do what they should have been doing. Why is it we cannot do what we should be doing. Why do we struggle with that? I think everybody does. In my life, the only real answer is selfishness. Being selfish means when it really comes down to it, it's all about me, myself, and I. I really don't want to do it. How many times when we were growing up, mom would ask us to take out the trash or help with the dishes or dad would say hey go mow the yard and you thought to yourself you know what I I really don't want to do that that's not my job I want to do whatever I want to do this is my free time here's the point of it all if you have fallen asleep here it comes all this comes down to what do you value the most? What is your value that's 
that gives you the most attention to you in your day. Clearly, the priest in the days of, of Malachi, they were not placing any value on God. The priest, they were just going through the motions. They thought, well, at least we are here in the temple, and when God takes his role, he'll, he'll count us in. When, when, when the roll is called up yonder, we'll be in. We don't have nothing to worry about. We can get stuck in that same groove. We're just going to church. And we go and we sing songs and half-heartedly give something in the collection plate and can't even remember what the preacher preached on that day. Or if we do, we, we criticize in front of the kids and say, hey, well, boy, that was a horrible sermon. I don't believe that. How dare that preacher say that? And then you want to know why your kids, your children, fall away and don't return to church once they're out of your home. You've given them no reason to. How sad this thought is that, that we have this idea that we can just get out of bed, go to the building. Church is more people than just being in attendance. If you think this way and you believe this way, we've really missed the whole point. God is saying there is a loss of connection. That loss of connection is from our side, man's side. It's not from God's. Because God is trying to say, hey, you, you lost your signal of knowing what you should actually be doing. We are called by Christ to, to put into action what we have been to do because your connection affects more than just you as an individual. It also affects the name of God. Notice here in verse 6, A son honors his father, and a servant his master. Then if I am a father, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is my respect, says the Lord of hosts, to you, O priest, who despise my name? But you say, How have we despised your name? Verse 11, From the rising of the sun to its setting, my name will be great among the nations and every place incense is going to be offered to my name and grain offering that is pure my name will be great among the nations says the Lord of hosts you see God is a God of opportunity to show him every day to everybody who we come in contact with our co-workers our family our children uh, the person at the grocery store uh, the list could go on and on. How many people in this past week have you come in contact with that you know are, are lost? They, they really don't know the Lord. The question has to be asked, did you show your connection with God? Did you praise the name of the Almighty? Or did you use it as a curse word? If you think this message is really only for priests under the old law, you need to think again. Turn with me over to the New Testament to 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2, starting in verse 5. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For this 
it is contained in the scripture behold I lay in Zion a choice stone a precious cornerstone and he who believes in him will not be disappointed this precious value then is for you who believe but for those who disbelieve the stone which the builders rejected this became the very cornerstone and the stone of stumbling and a rock of offense for they stumble because they are disobedient to the word in this doom they will also be appointed but you are a chosen race a royal priesthood a holy nation a people for God's own possession so that you may proclaim the excellency of his name who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light you see today Christians are under Christ's law and we have a responsibility as priests under the new covenant to worship and honor God correctly we better not become like the priest that we read so much about earlier in Malachi rather we should act talk walk and worship as the royal priesthood of the church in which Christ died not half-heartedly not lamely and not in blind worship not with a selfish heart no lost signal here folks with Christ when we start down here and we start thinking about our blind and in laying worship what happens changing of the emblems of the Lord's Supper I, I like ice cream and cake I admit it but that's not authorized by the scripture many times I've had discussions with denominational type preachers and they don't think it's a big deal how you're you're baptized some don't even think you need to be baptized at all but it, if it's important to God the way you're supposed to be by immersion don't you think that's how you should be and have it done we're to follow the example laid out by the apostles in Acts chapter 2 talks about people following and listening and devoting themselves to the teachings of the apostles see the Holy Spirit was guiding the apostles and telling them what to teach the church and what was acceptable worship under the new covenant we are saved by faith excuse me we're saved by grace through faith everything really in that context comes from God without grace we would not have a cross without grace we would not have a, the Messiah without grace we would not have the Word of God without grace you wouldn't even have your faith because faith comes from hearing the Word of God folks everything that we have in our spiritual walk comes from God and that's why it is so important to have this connection with God not to turn the signal off or turn off God anytime we want and turn him back on only when we have a, a catastrophe in our life we need to understand how we worship and how we offer to God is very important God does not change he wants true worship he gave Moses directions on 
how to build things in the, the tent for the tabernacle. And he uses the word there, tupos. It means follow the pattern that I have given you. And that's what God wants, us to follow the pattern. No, we don't have to make sacrifices today as they did in the day of Malachi. Christ, he ended all of that according to the book of Hebrews. He is our sacrifice, our continual sacrifice in the blood that cleanses us from our sins. I hope all of us listening today, including myself, that we wouldn't fall into this laziness, selfish in our worship. It is so easy to lose our signal with Christ. It is we get so busy and tied down with our jobs and family and riding kids everywhere to the ball games and church uh, functions to school functions to whatever. I mean, the list goes on and on. We need to stop and make sure that we really do have a, a signal with God and that we can hear His voice when we read and study the Word and that we're talking with Him and worshiping Him every day. I hope that uh, if you've lost that signal, you will do something to find it, that you'll search out and read the scriptures and, and find a, a biblical congregation somewhere in your area to, to worship. Well, the podcast, I hope, has helped you and been informative today. If you'd like to see more about us, and you can go to biblicalquestion.com. We encourage you to go to the webpage, and there you'll find uh, different uh, things about us and how to support us. And we appreciate your prayers as our audience continues to grow every week from all over the world now. And God is being good to us, and may he have the glory.